We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it's October 30th. It is 2023. We have an 11-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast, and it's a doozy. I'm joined today by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Doing great. Um, Super busy day for me today, so... I know we're recording a little bit later than usual, but so thanks everyone and you especially for the flexibility and uh, it's it's that time, man. It's NBA and it is here. Yeah, NBA, uh, back on the NBA grind. Um, same with bat- baseball and basketball for me. I always take the weekends off when it comes to NBA and and um, so this Monday's podcast, Sunday night's podcast is always getting back in the groove for me. So if I had missed anything over the weekend, I'm sorry ahead of time. Um, what's up, chat? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Sunday night, enjoying um, the Chargers absolutely crushing the Bears. I know there were some people talking in. I, I know there's some people talking in chat um, about hitting. Tr- could be Travis. He said he hit a hundred K on the afternoon slate from Brock Purdy. So congratulations. Uh, to him, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, yeah, 100k is that that's that's a prize pool. That that who it doesn't matter who you are, that's that's uh, that's gonna make you that's the up. one, yeah, that's that's the one you want every time. Like, outside of live finals, the 100k bank is like the feather in the cap, yeah. I mean, that is awesome. Um, Brock Purdy 
pushed me across the cash line. Um, I, I had, man, I had really close lineups and um, just missing like two or three pieces like on every team. So I was very happy just to profit, but um, no 100K for me. Really good NASCAR day. Um, uh, man, I'm just finishing, finishing the season as, as strong as I started the season for NASCAR. Yeah, I missed and, it. I've been so busy. Like I couldn't even be in there. And I just, and you, then I, I saw on Twitter, you were like, oh, 10X. I was like, of course. Two days in a row. We hit, I hit Xfinity yesterday and um, today for prize picks. Had two 10Xs. So, um, so you'll play next week and I'll probably go one for one for five or something. So <laughs> I will um, play next week, actually. <laughs> no, you won't. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Anyway. All right. Let's get into this slate. We got a big one. 11 games. A lot of teams on back to backs. Uh, nine teams on back-to-backs for this slate so again as always we're a first look podcast you know there's going to be a lot of stuff that changes throughout the day use us as a first look because that's what we are travis says i wish stevie had a super chat i don't know what that is um (laughs) i am the only reason i do youtube is because i got asked to do it and um i like to i like to do it people ask man I, i like People want to hang out with us while we're recording. We're just recording anyway. Who cares? So um, love that people hang out with us in the YouTube chat. So I have no idea what that is, Travis, um, but maybe we'll look into it. No idea what it is. All right, moving on. We got Boston at Washington, 228 and a half total here. Boston is a 10-point favorite. Shamit's out for Washington. Gafford is questionable. Let's get started here with the Boston side of this game. Huge favorites on the road going into Washington. Uh, what, what's up with that? Listen, I so Boston is an interesting team because I feel like every night it could be someone different. Now, I will say Tatum seemingly hasn't lost anything in this offense, Stevie. So for him, like, he's taking 22 shots in back-to-back games. The You know, the fantasy production is mostly there. It seems like he's still the guy. Um, Jalen Brown is where this thing may get a little fishy where, I mean, he took 22 against Miami. It's just, I, I don't know. You know, Perzingis, he's 8,300. He's had some nice games. Uh, as well, but but he's definitely not going to take as many shots as the other guys. Uh, you know, Drew had a nice night the other night. I just I feel like boss is all over the place, and they're going to be tournament only plays for me, like from here going out. Yeah, I mean, the highest point per minute producer right now is Porzingis at 1.3 fantasy points per minute, so I think he has. The biggest upside if this game were to stay close. I, I think Porzingis has the biggest upside. When you're considering price, I mean that's that's the thing, right? You got to consider price. I mean, Tatum has the highest ceiling most nights for Boston. Um, when he's getting 40 minutes, he's a guy that's gonna get 20 plus shots up and he has the highest ceiling most nights. Um, so I mean, also like I think the guy that we should potentially be looking at here, we talked about him on the podcast the other night. Um Derek White, you know, he has a solid role right now with this team and his price has come up a little bit, but they let him just shoot against Miami the other night. He had a huge game, he played 36 minutes. He shot 15 times. His usage off the bench is really nice right now. Um, so 
I don't want to necessarily say it's like chasing, but I, I think Derek White has enough um, enough upside at this price to be relevant on a 11 game slate. But overall, I don't have a ton of interest in Boston outside of like a game stack. Like, okay, let's go to the Washington side. Will let's talk Kuzma. Let's talk Jordan Poole. If they're able to keep this game close. That's where I think I'd have more interest in like a Boston side, um, just like taking some shots on Kuzma, who's producing really well. Uh, Tyus Jones at 6,300, who has a really nice usage rate and averaging 1.18 fantasy points per minute through the first couple of games this season. So like, I think that's where I'd get my exposure to Boston is by just kind of saying, hey, high total, Washington keeps this game close and Boston players benefit. Yeah, for sure. I think Kuzma, man, especially on on DraftKings, as long as he's in this this price range, like he's an autoplay for me at these levels. Like this is a guy that's going to take you know twenty shots a game mostly, unless he's just in foul trouble or something else is going on. You know, we saw I think he was seven K opening night, and he came back in at seven K the next night. Stevie put up forty four the next start. Excuse me, put up forty four points, and that's I mean. That's kind of where he's. I think he's going to land most nights, high thirties, low forties, uh, in this offense because it's, in a sense, it's him and Jordan Poole. Uh, I do still like Denny Avdi as long as the minutes are going to be there. Like he only played twenty one against Indiana, but that was because of a blowout. Uh, but then you saw against Memphis, he played twenty seven minutes. If we're going to get, and I think that's what we're going to see from him in, in tighter games. So I don't mind. Uh, Denny Avdi as well. You know, you've already mentioned uh, Tyus Jones, who's also going to be picking up, you know, a version of starters minutes. I think he's played around 30 minutes both games. I think high 20s, but that's still really good for him. Um, Jordan Poole is kind of where he's taking enough shots to get there, Stevie. Like he shot, you know, less than 40% from the field through two games. One of these games, and he still scored 27 points in the Memphis game. It's just, we need a little bit more than peripherals, but there's going to be one of these games, Stevie, where 40 points, he scores 40 real points. Taking this many shots, I, I, I don't hate him in tournaments um, at all. The other thing, I mean, Gafford, if he were to sit in this game, do we think like if he sits, Washington tries to play like small, I don't think they're going to roll out Mike Muscala for 30 minutes or even like 25 plus minutes. I, I would assume that like Washington just goes small. Um, and then maybe that's where like Avia plays 30, 32 minutes. Um, he gets more of a minute bump if Gafford sits. So I think you got to watch that news for him as well. Yeah. Here, here's my question, Steve. I mean, Muscala's played a few minutes. Um, do you do you think if they go small, you think they roll roll Gallinari out there? Like, they could. yeah, he's, the he's other guy. done that before. You know where he's played this weird four five hybrid for teams to play small. If, if that were to happen, I think I'd have a little interest in him at thirty eight hundred. All right, moving on. Chicago at Indiana taking on the Pacers two twenty six total in this game. Pacers a three point favorite. As far as we know, injury report is clean for both teams here. Um, let's go to Chicago first. Zach Levine has been dealing with like this little bit of a back, um, like spasms shot 33 times the other night and played 37 minutes against Detroit. 
I'm not with, with too concerned. Spasms. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not too concerned about the back spasms um, for him right now, but let's talk about the Bulls. You know, we have usage kind of spread outside of like, we know DeRozan Levine, they're going to get their usage. Um, they're at 28 and 34%. DeRozan's at 28 and Levine's at 34%. But then after that, it's, it's really spread out. Um, Vucevic really hasn't had like, a great start to the season. He gets a nice matchup here going up against the Pacers. Maybe this is a spot he can get going. Um, I mean, they're all kind of priced in the same range. I mean, they're all kind of favorable. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Vooch is 7,200. I don't mind it. Uh, DeRozan, 75. Levine, 76. I I still think my my guy would be DeRozan here. If I, if I had to choose one out of the three, I feel like I'd go DeRozan. Um, but all in all, like consider, considering their prices, they're all fairly equal. I don't, I don't hate Kobe White. Like, you know, we've seen him, Steve, he played 31 minutes to first start, 40, um, 40 minutes, the second start against Toronto, and then 28 minutes against Detroit. And, you know, what was a slightly different type of matchup. But, I mean, if Kobe White's going to be getting 30-plus minutes here in this type of spot, I definitely want to play him. We've got Caruso, you know, playing some minutes as well. I don't hate him. He's not playing as many as Kobe White, so I'm not thrilled about it. But as thrilled about playing him as Kobe White. But I, I still think, you know, he is he he's in play. I think Kobe White's cheap enough. You could definitely take some shots. Um, he definitely was the guy that, you know, had the worst correlation with Levine the other night. Like Levine, uh, just with him shooting so much, like Kobe White only had four shot attempts. Um, it was all Zach Levine. I think Kobe White gets back on track here, and I think that that's a great call on taking some shots on him. Let's go over to the Indiana Pacers uh, side of this game. You know, gosh, like you know what you're getting out of Halliburton, right? You're getting you know triple double upside every single night. It feels like like he's someone that can easily get 15 and 15 assists, 25 point type games. So I think he's always like a stud to have at least a mention. Uh, Miles Turner, I think, is priced appropriately. Matherin has a little bit of upside at 5,500, but we we saw the other night against Cleveland. They're they're okay with like quickly getting him out. Um, Obi Toppin's minutes aren't anything like we kind of expected them to be, which has been, you know, somewhat disappointing. But the guy that I want to bring up here is Aaron Neesmith. Will like he is at forty nine hundred. The minutes are somewhat nice, and I mean he's coming off of a, a really big game against Cleveland. Um, you know, he got the spark off the bench for them. What are your thoughts here on the Pacers? So my first thought, Stevie, about the Pacers is um, maybe Obi Toppin is just not as good as we think. And I'm saying that because when he was with the Knicks, he was in this weird level of minutes, and now he's in Indiana, and I think we thought he was going to play twenty high 20s minutes, and he's been high teens, not even breaking 20 or around 20 both games. And then, like you talked about, we've got Neesmith here, who's coming, he's playing big minutes, and he's a guy that played at a school close to where I'm from in high school, and he, he's a real, he was a really good player in high school. Um, and, and so I don't I don't mind him at 4,100. I think my primary target from Indiana, 
uh, outside of the big guys, you know, it, it's either Bruce Brown or it's or it's Benedict McEwen uh, here. Like we saw him, you know, the first game out, 34, uh, 34 fantasy points against Cleveland. Much tougher matchup. Obviously, didn't didn't have the same type of production, but I think this is a guy that can definitely. Um, definitely get rolling and then the thing about bruce brown is i think you're playing him for his relative upside to all of those peripherals like he's 5300 and he's probably got way his minutes are more stable than any of the other 5k guys so uh, i don't hate him for some of the defensive stats rebounds and assists the other one last name i want to mention for the pacers and it like it's andrew numhard um he is someone on that like second team unit that can go out and rack up 10 assists and then like 10 points. So like double, double upside at 4,500. So uh, just one, one more name I want to throw out there before we move on to Brooklyn at Charlotte, 228 and a half total here, Brooklyn, a one and a half point favorite Claxton and Cam Johnson out for Brooklyn bridges and Martin out for Charlotte. Let's start with Brooklyn. Uh, Claxton being out definitely some minutes and now we're adding cam johnson so you know a bigger wing type of player and claxton out here for this team um i mean we talked about it the other night when you know they were playing dallas and i was like man ben simmons has triple double upside he's two assists away will like this is a guy that is going to be flirting with triple doubles especially um when when you're taking out rebounders like claxton so I think this is a really interesting team for this slate. You know, obviously with like Cam Johnson out now, it's like, do we take some shots on Finney Smith? Because he is going to play probably 32 to 35 minutes in this game. Like he's someone that can rack up some defensive stats against a young Charlotte team. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I don't think I want to take shots on like a Royce O'Neal. We thought like Darren Sharp might be more involved, but they really didn't use him the other night. I don't want to go there. So I, I really think like Bridges, Simmons, maybe some Dinwiddie, but my favorite play from Brooklyn might actually be like Finney Smith. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Um, so let me say this. Uh, this this should be a good spot for Brooklyn, an up-tempo matchup against Charlotte on the road. Uh, I think I'm going to stick – I'm going to go back to Ben Simmons here, uh, Stevie. Like, 
you know, so the rebounds and assists are going to be there. This should be a spot where he could score 10 more points. Like if Ben Simmons scores 10 points and keeps getting the peripheral defensive stats, Stevie, then 40 fantasy points could be in the cards almost every night. And so with him being 6,400, this matchup with Charlotte has me very intrigued, a, a team that doesn't rebound well anyway. And some people I know were saying, oh, well, we got to take a wait and see. Mark Williams is starting. Listen, folks, Mark Williams started last year at the end of the season and still gave up the rebounds. We've seen in a couple starts already this season, Stevie, Jalen Duran come into town and just murk us on the boards. We've seen uh, Clint Capella come in and just murk us on the boards. So I don't see any reason why Ben Simmons isn't going to do something uh, similar. So I, I like him uh, a ton, a ton, a ton uh, in this spot. Also from Brooklyn, uh, if we're going to, which th these guys are going to be out, they've already priced up Cam Thomas, which I kind of hate, Stevie. But in this spot, I still don't mind it. The guy's taking about 20 shots a game. This could be a spot where he could pop off to at 6K. I think people are going to be afraid to pull the trigger. This is a matchup with the Hornets, up-tempo matchup. Really like Cam Thomas in this spot. Yeah, Yeezy said Cam Thomas in chat, and I totally wrote him down and uh, typical Stevie move and just wrote him down and forgot to bring him up. Um, shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I like him. I like him a lot in this spot. I was I was quickly trying to log into FanDuel. Um, it's it's really hard to do that. I don't know if any, anybody's ever done it or not, uh, but it's really hard to do it. They need a blood sample and uh... I, um, <laughs> so just a, like Cam Thomas is seventy eight on Fanduel. Like, I mean, still potentially playable, but like I think Ben Simmons at, at sixty seven hundred is the better play on Fanduel over Cam Thomas. Um, yeah. Like Spencer Dinwiddie is six K over there on Fanduel as well. Uh, so I like like Dinwiddie. I still think Finney Smith is still too cheap on both sites, um, but I probably get my Cam Thomas exposure on DraftKings. I think the the Fanduel price is a little much. Like I, I can't I can't click Cam Thomas over um, Bridges when I'm looking at on on Fanduel. I, I just can't do it. I mean, you can, sure. Charlotte side of this game. Um, and let I mean, me just say too, Stevie, yeah. FanDuel's been way more restrictive all season so far versus DraftKings. Yeah, and Josh is curious, do they start Simmons at center versus Mark Williams? I mean, we'll see. Um, it wouldn't shock me, but we'll see. I mean, if that's the case, maybe we take some shots on Mark Williams. But, like, his minutes um, concern me a little bit. Well, I mean, like, he is – yeah, he got in foul trouble the other night, I guess, against Detroit. So we don't want to like look into that too much. He showed his upside against Atlanta the first night. Um, usage right now, Rozier, Ball, and PJ Washington kind of leading the team in usage through the first couple of games of the season. What are your thoughts here on Charlotte? Yeah, man, Charlotte is an interesting team. I know we won the first game, didn't quite break out the second one. One of the things that <clears throat> is going to continue to ring true with this team, Stevie. Terry Rozier playing 35 minutes. I mean, if we're getting if we're getting 35 minutes from him, he's always going to be on my tournament radar. This is a guy that has tremendous scoring upside, as we saw when he scored 24 against Atlanta, 20 against Detroit, took 60 shots against Atlanta, 20 against Detroit. That's something I like to monitor early in the season. Uh, I do think Mark Williams, despite his woeful performance against Detroit, I think this is a guy that we can still play here 
at 6K. We've we've already seen some of the upside he possesses. Uh, so he's a guy that uh, I want to want to get in a couple lineups. I'm not going to go too heavy. Um, we've already seen, Stevie, that Gordon Hayward has a nice role on this team. Uh, he put up 40-plus against Detroit, uh, 31 to start before that. Like, if you're just kind of looking for up, for some upside, I don't mind these Charlotte guys. I just can't play them all together. Like, for me, Stevie, I don't even know if I can play. I might be able to play Mark Williams with one of the guards, but I wouldn't play two or – I wouldn't be really playing more than two Charlotte guys, and preferably – my preference is actually one. So I think they're all okay – by themselves because I don't know which guy is going to have the upside night tonight. I think Mark Williams has upside in this matchup. Um, I don't think Brooklyn really has anybody to match up with him here. Um, so I don't mind taking some shots on him. I think Brandon Miller at 5,200 on DraftKings is still really close to playable. Um, we'll kind of have to see how he projects. Yeah. He's 5,200 on FanDuel as well. Um, but like you typically are playing him on – on DK because you know he's going to probably get up like four to eight threes a night and like that little bonus is nice he's not going to be someone that like fills up like the re rebounds and assists you know that's how he got the 30 of the night he got six rebounds you can't kind of expect that from uh, Brandon Miller so I think that this game is very very interesting on a DFS perspective 228 and a half total one and a half point spread um, should be a really solid basketball game Portland at Toronto, 217 and a half total in this one. Toronto is a seven-point favorite. Um, Portland's on a back-to-back. -back. We'll wait and see the injury report, usually around like 1.30 on the East Coast. Um, day of games is when we typically get back-to-back -back, um, injury reports. Toronto side, Precious is doubtful. OG is questionable. We'll start here with Portland. Well, young team, I don't think like if anybody, Aiden maybe grant sit on the second end of a back-to-back -back early in the season but i think realistically we're probably looking at like a a full strength like portland team here yeah absolutely um i mean these guys are i mean hardly anybody on this team's been in the league cr a crazy long time anybody that's going to play meaningful minutes let me say that uh guys that are going to play meaningful minutes so um my my favorite play here stevie even on this back-to-back, -back, it's got to be Brogdon. Like, this is a guy that is continuing to get minutes with, with Simons out. Um, we, we definitely saw a minutes uptick against Orlando. Um, and he, But he had similar production even against the Clippers in, in 23 minutes. The shot attempts uh, are going to be there. So Brogdon is definitely, you know, going to be, you know, one of my favorites. I don't hate Scoot Henderson, but I, I, I think Brogdon's got – Really good value right now. Uh, Shaden Sharp is a guy obviously that's been on this team. You know, everybody likes him. He played big minutes against Orlando. Stevie took 23 shots. Um, I don't want to say he's a completely proven commodity, but he's someone that, you know, we know and we've seen produce when given the opportunity. He's definitely uh, been given the opportunity. And so I think he's going to, you know, he should be able to put up a, a, a nice game here uh against toronto i don't i don't hate jeremy grant um the minutes are there we're just he's never been a guy that's been crazy peripheral stevie so when he's not scoring 24 25 points we're really hoping he falls into the other stat categories which makes it so sad because th this could be a good spot for him 
I really like Shaden Sharp. Um, he he's getting minutes in blowouts. He's playing a ton of minutes. His his usage is up. I mean, even in on Sunday against the Sixers, that game was way out of hand. Uh, I think it was like a twenty eight point game by the time it finished. But he still ended up playing thirty six minutes. I think the the Thibel experiment is already like fizzing out. Um, I don't know if he got hurt or, or not in that game. Um, again, I take Sundays off for NBA. He only played 11 minutes. If Thibel, um like quietly gets like put to the bench here and like Sharp starts, um, I like Sharp a lot for large tournament stuff. The other one um, I wanted to mention here is Tumani Kamara. Um, he played really solid minutes. If Thibel sits or he's out, like he's had a, a decent role here off the bench. Um, so it's another guy to watch. Like if Thibel ends up like not playing or not starting or something. Um, and like if Sharp goes to the starting unit, that that probably helps Brogdon, you know, to your point about like Malcolm Brogdon here. I, Brogdon, he's going to start, right? You would assume with Simons out. Uh, what Simon's out what, four to six weeks or something like that. Um, so and but I mean, yeah, oh gosh, I, like I want to have some exposure because Simon's out, but for like this could be an easy game, you just stay away from Portland. I mean, I could see Toronto just kind of defensively dominating this game. Let's go to the Toronto side of this game. Uh, if OG is out, that obviously opens up some extra minutes here. But I mean, Barnes continues to do his thing. Will um, he's got a over- new role? I've been I've been yeah. hammering Barnes every slate. Yeah, I just I mean, this is a guy that he's take he's taking that next step right in front of us, and it's kind of exciting. Yeah, I mean, Stevie, points in this game we're going to get point Scotty. Like if if. If this is what we're going to get, and this is what we've been getting at, I think this is what we see. Like, this isn't – I don't want to call this anomaly performances now. Is he going to put up 40 fantasy points every game? Obviously not. Like, that's that's not the case. But this role on this team, and I kind of started kicking this idea around, like, right out of the gate, Stevie, watching preseason. You see how they're interacting. You see how the coach wants to design the offense and run the team. And you say, well, wait a minute. If we're getting points, Scotty, like, this is – so I think we should expect these performances, not necessarily the scoring, like he's not going to score over 20 points a game, but even in the first matchup against Minnesota, 17 points, eight rebounds, five assists, five blocks, two steals. He's had at least two blocks or steals in every game, and the scoring has been on an uptick. I, I'm going to keep playing Scotty Barnes until he gets to about 8,200. Like that's kind of how what I'm doing to commit to playing this season uh, with Scotty. And this is a spot where he could absolutely get up. This is my favorite uh, play from Toronto. Now, Pascal Siakam, Stevie, it's like, well, what is happening? Because the, the shots have been there in every game except the matchup with Philly, which is which is understandable. I, I don't want to write Pascal Siakam off yet. I think people are going to be low on him at 9,300. I don't like the performances I've seen, but I, I think it would be crazy to not look at him from a from from large field tournament stuff, I gotta think he's way lower on with his lack of production so far, Stevie. And he could absolutely p- drop a fifty spot here. So he's someone I like. Um, Dennis Schroeder's been playing nice minutes, and uh, and by nice, Stevie, we mean mid thirties. We're back to getting Atlanta Hawks minutes 
from Dennis Schroeder, from anybody that's been playing DFS that long. We're going to get 35-ish minutes from Dennis Schroeder. He's still not expensive enough, at least on DraftKings at 5,900. I, I love the price here. I think, um, for what it's worth, I think on FanDuel, if OG sits, Gary Trent at 4,800 is a nice value. Um, yeah. He saw a little bit of increase on DraftKings now. He's up to 5,400. He doesn't necessarily fill the stat sheet. I mean, he could get hot from the field and do well there. But, I mean, we saw uh, Grady Dick play 28 minutes the other night with OG out as well. So, like, I think these, like, on if OG sits on DK, you probably play, like, Grady Dick because of his price. And then on FanDuel, you take shots on Gary Trent because – I think Trent has more upside overall and plays more minutes, but like the pricing difference on DraftKings makes me want to take shots on Grady Dick where on FanDuel, I think you take shots on Gary Trent. So uh, watch the precious news too. If he were to sit, I mean, that's a few extra minutes that could go around. You know, he's someone that has been in that like 18 to 24 minute range. So, I, I mean, maybe a few extra minutes for Jakob Podol, like, you know, does Podol get like 28, 29 minutes in this game um, instead? But I mean, like, he's not like he's cheap enough, I feel like, right? Like, it's not like we're getting Jakob Podol at like this really discounted cheap price tag. Um, I mean, I, the minutes bump would be nice, but he's not a, it's not a, it's not like he's a high usage guy either. I mean, he's, he's sitting at a f- under 15% usage rate through the first three games of the season. So, yeah. All right, Minnesota at Atlanta, 234.5 total. Minnesota, two-point oh, yeah. favorite. McDaniels is questionable for Minnesota. Atlanta is on the second end of a back-to-back. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Let's go Minnesota first. Um, I mean, I really – I hate to say it, but I really like this spot for a guy like Nas Reed. I know it's like he's coming off a really good game, but I feel like this is a high-energy type of spot. Um, I think Anthony Edwards has the, the the scoring ability upside here to score 30 actual plus points. Um, I think Rudy Gobert could have a big game. I think one of the bigs, whether it be Towns or Gobert or Reed, I think one of the three bigs um, is like a really strong play, and it's just trying to figure out which one it is. Um, I feel like we're going to say that a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't hate that call at all. Um, definitely, you know, one of these guys, Steve, it's, and it's kind of like the Boston trio or, uh, or, or, or quad, quad group of players. Like, who is it going to be? I don't know. Um, go Bears, the, go Bears, the cheaper out of the, the big starters between him and Towns. 7K is a good price for him. Um, considering his rebound and upside, even though I know he's facing Capella, uh, that's a really good price for him. Read it, 5K coming off the bench. That's a really good price for him. Um, I don't, I don't hate uh, Anthony Edwards here. He's 9,200. Obviously, he's a guy that's typically going to take a fair amount of shots. Only took uh, 15 shots against Miami, but you saw that first game, Stephen, where he took 27 shots. When he's really dialed in that way, then the scoring comes in a barrage. And so I don't hate him in this spot against Atlanta. I think at 9,200, that's a very fair price for him. Um, so I, I'm i with you. I think, you know, 
I think it's Edwards and I think it's it's the big man. Um, I don't hate the kill Alexander Walker, even though he hasn't produced yet. He's 3,800, Steve. He's playing, you know, 20 minutes in the 20s. Like he could be a sneaky guy that could get you to 25 to 30 fantasy points if things broke his way, like, you know, in a nice fashion. Yeah, I just, I mean, trying to figure out which big um, I, I think could could be like a difference maker on this slate. Like I, like I said, I think one of them, like Towns quietly has a 27.5% usage rate. Um, he's like, just a just needs an efficient game. Like he shoots, he shot 25 times against Toronto um, on opening night. So like, you know, like this is a game that Carl Anthony Towns could just explode with, but I mean, Anthony Edwards is definitely eating into like Cat's production for sure. Like, but I mean, how how can you stop Anthony Edwards from shooting? So good. Um, Atlanta back to back for Atlanta. Will I would like a half back to back? They kind of blew out Milwaukee. To, to yeah, the score. they did. <laughs> they did. I will say, like, this is a so early in the season. It's tough to project, like, you know, what happens with back to backs, but. Looking at like minutes wise, Capella only played 23 minutes. He's always the guy that I'd be the most worried about, like sitting on the back end of a back to back. If he were to sit, it'd be huge for a Congo. Um, he would be one of the top value plays on the entire slate. Atlanta's usage really kind of spread out. They're playing good basketball. Um, so far, what are your thoughts here on the Hawks? Yeah, I, I don't hate the Hawks. I will say. Trey hasn't really had a big game yet. We're just two games in, Stevie. And so this is kind of what they did last year where Trey's price just started coming down. Like, remember we started getting Trey like 8,400, 82, and then he just takes off 50-point ball, you know, 50-point fantasy performance, 60-point performance. What I like about the situation with Trey, Stevie, at 9K, I think he's a great tournament play, obviously, is the assist numbers are still there. Nine assists, 12 assists the first two games. What we've seen, Stevie, ironically, listen to these numbers here. Very bad scoring efficiency. Shot 21% in the first game, 25% in the second game. Stevie, four for 19 and four for 16. That is not going, going to continue. This reminds me of uh, Pascal Siakam last season, Stevie. I don't know if people remember that situation where he was just so inefficient, but all the other numbers were there. Stevie, Trey Young hits four more shots. Four more shots, and that's at least eight points at least. He goes from 45 to 51 and four, uh, 37 to 43. And that's 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 just saying he's, you know, scoring uh, uh, two-point field goals, no three-pointers included. I, I think Trey Young is on the cusp of a big game here, uh, and I, I'm absolutely willing to take some shots at him at home where he didn't, you know, play a whole bunch or as much. Uh, because of the blowout, I Trey Young is going to be a, a big time tournament target for me today. Yeah, I don't know like what to say as as far as Trey Young because like I, I do think like he has a lot of young talent around him and he's using it and his assist rates like over forty percent through the first three games, um, and like that gives him double double upside as far as like assist goes. So you think that. That obviously works out for him. Um, Jalen Johnson's been playing really solid minutes and really good basketball overall. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I think he's someone that you could potentially take some shots on. They're going to need 
they're going to need size in this game. Atlanta's going to need size in this game. So, like, Capella has a little bit of upside. Again, like, if Capella sits, man, a Kongru, 3,800, 3, he would be – he would just be – I mean, yeah. Just the industry's going to build on him as a whole. And let, let me just say one last thing, too, about Trey, and I, I know we got to go, but the only reason I'm so high on Trey right now is just the shooting inefficiency. Like, he really yeah. doesn't have to do anything different. He's just got to make a few more shots out of the 15 shots that he's taking. If he does that, 50 he's fantasy not, points. Yeah, but he's not shooting well, and they're blowing out Milwaukee. He shoots well. They're not going. No one's going to compete with this team right now. I mean, right. they had right. they had eight guys have double digit points on uh, Sunday night against the Bucks. So yeah, uh, Dallas at Memphis. Dallas at Memphis. 227 total. Dallas a two point favorite. Memphis side: Clark, Stevens, Kennard, Morant out. Start with Dallas. I don't know if you know this, Will, uh, but Luka Doncic is really good at playing basketball. Listen, I I was so hoping Luka scored one more point the other night. Got some season long exposure to Luka <laughs> over fifty fantasy over fifty real points. Yeah, the line was one and a half for the season. So not fantasy points, but real points. So in my mind, I thought Lucas could score 50 points twice out of 82 games. That was a no-brainer. He did it, I think, five times last season, four or five times. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And Stevie, I thought we were about to go ahead and get it right out of the gate. We did not. So uh, here's to hoping he gets it at <laughs> some point, or those two games at some point. 12K, he, he's the – right now, Stevie, he is the, the upside star on any slate, um, probably him and Jokic, I would say, um, in terms of consistency. Let me say that in terms of consistency. Anthony Davis is going to have games where he pops. Katie's going to have games where he pops. Um, we still got to figure out the situation with Giannis, but in terms of consistency right now, I think Doncic and, and Jokic are there, and Doncic is definitely worthy to be played on this slate, uh, against even against Memphis. Um let me ask you a question. What do we make of Kyrie Irving? Like, I don't, I don't know if I can play Kyrie at this price. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think he has enough upside with him and Luca playing. Like, Luca almost has to sit for me to play him at this price. Um, it reminds me of Jalen Brown last season, where once he got to ninety five hundred, I just quit playing him, despite the fact that he was going to score forty fantasy points. That wasn't going to help me at those price levels. So. Give me your feedback on on um, on Kyrie, if you don't mind. I don't think you can play him if you're playing Luca. Um, Luca is averaging yeah. 2.1 fantasy points per minute this season. Like, so like if Luca has a bad game, I feel like Kyrie is just waiting. I mean, Kyrie is just playing this like role playing type of role. I mean, they're two and zero. They're off to a really solid start to start the season, and like maybe Kyrie has found home. Um, and Kyrie is a really good basketball player. Um, yeah. So, you know, you just – you hope that he's found a place that he wants to be and that wants him. And, I mean, that's what you're kind of hoping for. So, I feel like the way you get exposure to Kyrie is, like, you're not playing Luka. So, maybe, like, don't play Luka and play, like, a Kyrie-Grant Williams stack or something along those lines. Um, you know, so – Really impressed by like the minutes that Grant Williams has been getting. I mean, his production's not there, but he's third in the team as far as minutes played at 64 minutes through the first two games. So he's not going to get a ton of usage. Um, 
you know, especially like the usage is just getting eaten up here by Kyrie and Luca on the Dallas side of the ball. Uh, we saw, you know, Derek Lively have a, a, a fantastic first game and showed us he's a rookie in the second game. So um, you got to be, you got to yeah. be careful. You got to be careful with this, um, you know, front court. I think like Grant Williams he also played with, 17 minutes. By the yeah. Way. And like, it's not like he was in foul trouble or anything either. Yeah. Um, and like he started. So like, did that hurt his upside a little bit? Uh, so I, I feel like for me on Dallas, it's Luca. And if you're not taking shots on Luca, it's Kyrie Grant Williams, or maybe like a Tim Hardaway junior type of play. Um, that's how, I would approach this Dallas team. It's Luca. Period. And then looking at secondary options if you don't want to play Luca. He just his usage is almost 38%. Like he, he's just yeah. he he eats up so much usage that like it's so hard for anybody else on this roster to get there. I mean, Kyrie yeah. is really good and I mean, it's not like Kyrie's playing bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a fantasy. Like yeah. He's, Kyrie scored 22 points a game, won 17 in game two, six assists, seven rebounds. Like, yep. it's just. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Memphis side, I know, like, Memphis the other night, Desmond Bain kind of disappointed. Um, was it against Denver, right? He's still going to be, like, the guy that you're taking the most shots on, I feel like, on the Memphis side of the ball right now. Like, his usage is just almost 32%. He's the guy that you're looking for. Jaron Jackson Jr., Triple J, if he keeps playing these minutes, he's going to have these like 50 fantasy point games. My problem with Triple J right now is like they've the price is just right on Triple J. Like he's 8,600 on FanDuel. He's 8,200 on DraftKings. Like I like to pay up to be contrarian, but it's really hard for me to take shots on him at that price. Um Again, I've been mentioning Derrick Rose. I feel like every time we've had Memphis, just we're patiently waiting for the minutes to go up. Um, the usage is there. Like, I mean, just look at the usage for Derrick Rose. It's 29% off the bench. Like, that's the type of usage we're looking for at a $3,500 player. You get that, if you get that 24-minute game, Will, like, he just smashes because of how much he's, like, his, how much his usage is. But, like, he's also the first guy off the court when there's a blowout. Yeah, but Steve, he played 22 minutes in the Denver game, and we saw he played the back to back. Yeah, he played the back to back. That was yeah, that was really good so, to see. Yeah, man, I the, the usage will definitely be there. I love that call on, on D Rose, man, and kudos to him for like being okay with kind of a career change within the league, like going from being a starter, like a six man role player veteran, like and still out here balling. Like I, I don't, I don't know if people realize how great. Derrick Rose was in his like early prime, really but good. to be able to kind of yeah like reinvent himself and be okay with that throughout those injuries, like I mean, just kudos to him. Kudos. <laughs> Travis says in chat, Triple J just picked up his first foul. Um, <laughs> I think like Xavier Tillman, we got to kind of respect like his role. Um, he got in foul trouble in that Washington game on the second end of a back to back. Back-to-backs early in the season are tough. Um, I, I mean, you still you got jello legs this time of the year. You know, you you have like preseason game minutes and you have like you know five on five in practice, but there's just no like if you don't know sports or if you haven't played sports, there's just no thing, like no nothing that can replicate like game minutes. There's just nothing. Yeah. 
And I mean, you just you get a little jello leg. Um, anything else from Memphis? Or are we moving on? Moving on. Moving on. It is Detroit at OKC. Two twenty-seven total here. The Thunder on a back-to-back. Bogdanovich, Livers, Morris out for Detroit. Um, the Williams, both of them have been out here oh for gosh, Thunder recently. Let's go to the Pistons first here. Fun and exciting team. Uh, very young, fun, and exciting team. I am really pumped about this team overall. Um, I, I mean, listen, I, I, I can't be a keep... league pass team this year. Might yeah. be a league pass team. I can't keep like pounding the drum that like what Jalen Duran is doing is not fake. Like this dude is getting high percentage shots and he is just active on the boards. Like this dude has the like upside to lead the NBA in rebounding. If he stays healthy and keeps getting these minutes, I mean, between Duran and like Thompson and Cunningham, I dude, I, I might watch way too many Pistons games this year. Yeah. It, like you said, so Steve, believe this is kind of the battle of the young teams anyway, just teams with young talent yeah. that are coming. But let me just say, so Jalen Duran hasn't been priced up enough. It, um, he has on he's he's eight K on Fanduel. So like he, you got to think about it a lot more on Fanduel. Seventy one hundred is not enough on DK. Yeah, not 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 for what he's doing and how he's doing it. So Stevie, and here's what I'm saying: in the last game. So, okay, sorry. L- let me clear this up, Stevie. In all games, he hasn't taken more than eleven shots. Okay, so see that's where that's where I'm like, okay, so he hasn't. He's been very efficient. Um, he will have some games where he goes four for eleven. We get it, right? Like that. That's coming. But Stevie, the other thing is this: not only is he picking up blocks and steals, the rebounding. 14, 17, 50, and assists in every game, four, three, and six. So so it's like, okay, let's take away four points. He's still crushing value. Like, take away four real points, which would basically be two buckets. Six for 11, you know, five for eight, seven for – he's still crushing value. Uh, so I he, – he's definitely going to be a top tournament play – him and Scotty Barnes are like two guys I'm committed to until they're like 8,200. And then, and then I start thinking about it. Um, so like him a ton. I still don't hate Isaiah Stewart here, Stevie, at 5,200, where he might feel kind of like the forgotten son. He was the Jalen Duren before Jalen Duren. And, and his upside isn't the same, but his minutes are. He's playing 35 minutes. I, I can't overlook that at 5,200. So I, I, I like him a ton as well. Yeah, I mean, Detroit, they're, they're, gosh, again, I, I feel like I'm going to watch too many Detroit games this year. Like, I, I don't, I don't know when they come, um, to play in Orlando, but I might have to put that game on like a game to go see. Um, yeah. My daughter keeps asking me to go to a game too. So, um, I need, I, I need to make it happen anyway. And little does she know, we'll just go watch the Pistons. Um, <laughs> why are we watching this thing? Um, Thunder, Thunder side of this game. Well, another young team. Yeah, I mean SGA is going to keep doing his thing. Um, they aren't a back to back, which concerns me a little bit. Um, so we'll see. Like they got blown out by Denver, and like I know like SGA only played like twenty minutes, so like 
maybe we're not too concerned about them being like on a back-to-back in this situation, but it is still a back-to-back, but I feel like this is going to be a higher scoring, less defensive game. Yeah, I I can go with that. Um, You know, Chet Holmgren being on this team uh, has definitely, you know, opened it up for them. You know, also a guy that's, that's, look, he needs to put on some weight. He's going to have to get stronger. Like, hopefully he can put a little bit more on his frame. And I think that's going to help him tremendously. But you can't take away the fact that he can still step out and shoot the deep ball. And that that's where, you know, I think they're going to punish these teams. You know, Jalen Williams has been playing well. We've seen Lou Dort, Stevie, have an upside performance right out of the gate, like game two, 40 fantasy points. Um, this this is an interesting young team. And um, once again, in this game, I think you can play SGA. This feels like a this feels like a Josh Giddy game for me, though. And what I mean by that, Steve, is I don't think he's going to go out here and score 20 real points, but I think he can score 12 to 14, 6, eight, six to 8 rebounds, 6 to 8 assists. Like one of those baby triple doubles that's not quite there, but it's enough to give you the fantasy production you need at 7,100. Sorry, totally sidetracked looking up when the Pistons come into town. Um, oh, good. That's important. <laughs> um, Yeah. Whatever Will said, I agree. Moving on. Um, (laughs) Okay, listen. My so what I wrote down for the Thunder is like SGA bounce back game question mark. Um, This is an excellent spot for him to have a bounce back game after struggling on Sunday night. Josh Giddy is a guy that has triple double upside. He can fill the stat sheet. Um, I don't necessarily love the price on him. I think we might wait until his price gets down. I think Williams, uh, Jalen Williams, that is, is like right on the verge of being like a, an upside play. I like his price on FanDuel at 5,600 from what I wrote down on my sheet. So that's what I wrote down on my sheet. Sorry, I got distracted. It happens to the best of us. We're moving on. We got Golden State at New Orleans. 233 total. The Pelicans, a two and a half point favorite. Golden State on the back-to-back. Alvarado, Marshall, and Murphy out for the New Orleans side. Will, Golden State back-to-back. We know that like Curry's been dealing with a little bit of a foot. We know mm-hmm. Draymond is he just came back on the previous slate with an ankle. Right. Yeah. With the ankle injury. Um we know and that Chris they have Paul is old. <laughs> yeah, but we also I know like they they've talked about like Clay Thompson playing back to backs this year, but like he I think he's a question mark always. Um I mean, what are we thinking here? Do we think like Golden State plays like a full like roster lineup type spot, or do we think that this is a spot where we don't see a full Golden State team? So let me just say, I don't think Draymond plays because he just came back on the previous slate. Yeah. So if, for me mentally, I think he's out. Um, I actually, so I was joking about Chris Paul. He is old. He probably shouldn't play. But I think Chris Paul is going to play because he's healthy, right? Like whatever Chris Paul has not been hurt, he plays. He wants to play. I think he plays. Um, I'm I, I'm almost – I think Curry, if anybody was going to sit, I think it would be Curry just because he did have an ailment. I know I know. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had a little something going on like preseason coming into the season, but he's kind of an, an Iron Man. I, I think if anybody um, – I feel like maybe Curry, maybe Clay. 
But Draymond for sure, I think, sits just coming back. Pistons come to Orlando right around my birthday. Look at that. Treat for you. I know. Couldn't couldn't plan that better. And it's a Sunday game. Oh, it's gonna happen. All right. Um, so Draymond played 21 minutes in his return. Paul came off the bench, played 27 minutes. Um we I honestly like it's so I don't want to sound like I, I try not to do this, but like Golden State for me is gonna all depend on like the injury report. Like if Chris Paul slides back into the starting lineup, he's a little bit interesting, but he's priced up now. Um, so like if if Draymond sits and Chris Paul starts, I think Moses Moody is really interesting at his price point. Um he's forty five hundred. So I think we're gonna wait to see what the injury report looks like for this team today because i think this game like pace wise potential wise has a ton of pace and potential um so new orleans side of this one i mean there are a little bit of injuries here but nothing that it seems to matter too much let's go to the pelican side we're waiting for like zion to have that game uh he looks really good We'll see um, if he can stay healthy. I think that's huge for the Pelicans if he can stay healthy. Brandon Ingram, I think his price is too much with McCollum and, and Zion out there. I feel like McCollum needs to have that like lights out shooting game. He has been picking up more assists, um, playing with some you know studs around him. Valanciunas is okay. I just I don't have a ton of interest in this team. I, I do like some pieces, but it's really again going to depend on like what Golden State's lineup looks like. Oh, Will. Yeah, well, finally, finally got me. It happened. I, listen, long day. So, I, sorry, folks. Um, I, I'm with you on Ingram. I'm uh, McCollum. I think could. I think McCollum's price is fair, right? Like, I think you can play him no matter what. Understanding that it's high floor, slightly low ceiling. Like, I feel like his ceiling might be 45 right now. Which would be good at that price. Don't get me wrong, but you get what I'm saying. I don't think he's got 50 point ceiling until one of these guys sits. And then other than that, I feel like his ceiling is capped. Um, same same thing for Ingram, of course. Zion, Mr. Williamson, is the one guy that probably doesn't have a cap ceiling with these guys, but his minute ceiling is capped right now. I think, and so and 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 as it should be, if Zion can play. 28 to 30 minutes a game right now, Stevie, and that helps him finish the season, then the team needs to absolutely do that so he yeah. can be ready to go in the playoffs. But, but what but what that will do is we're going to need the price to come down for DFS. Like, get, get me down to 8K, and I, it starts to get real interesting. So uh, that's where I am there. Other than that, I don't, I don't really want to play anyone else from this team. What's funny, chat said they had your over-under at half of mute. Um, and the over, like, right, right when you said that you retired and had a long day, like everyone should have, um, crushed the over. I haven't, I haven't muted and got myself willed. I'm running on two hours of sleep. So, um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll let this one slide, but the next one, we're going to have to talk to your boss. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Moving on. We got Miami at Milwaukee. 223 and a half total here. Uh, Milwaukee, a five and a half point favorite. They are on a back to back. Highsmith out. Martin and Jay and Rich 
Richardson, doubtful for Miami. The Milwaukee side, um, Middleton sat Sunday and is expected to play in this game. So they sat him the first end of a back-to-back. I think that's going to happen a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot with Middleton. Um, They're going to sit him on back-to-backs a lot this year. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, Miami side first here. What do you like? What do you like here for the Heat? Um, I think Jimmy's just okay. Um, I kind of don't like the Heat today, Stevie. And I, I think Hero seventy four hundred. I feel like that that price is right. Um, Jimmy's at eighty five hundred in this spot. I feel like that price is probably right. Um. Yeah, I, I think all these prices are right. You know, Bam at 8K, I, th- I think that's just right. I'm kind of out on the heat today. Yeah, so don't get, like, don't go game log looking um, at Miami because they did have, like, Butler and Kevin Love sit the other night. Yep. I, I think my, my favorite play from the heat might be Kevin Love. I get it. Like, we played a lot of cheap Kevin Love last year, Stevie, in random spots. Yeah, like he is 4,400. And I mean, this is like an excellent, like double double spot for him 10, 10 rebounds, 12, 12 points, double double, 4,400, 30 fantasy points. Sign me up. Um, I, I'm with you though. I think like ceiling upside wise it's tyler hero and i feel like it's gonna be tyler hero a lot this year it's just like overall ceiling and they are getting like milwaukee on the second end of a back-to-back i I know milwaukee's game on um sunday wasn't close and like Giannis played under 30 minutes and i think they only had one guy over 30 minutes so um yeah so let's go to the milwaukee side Middleton back. Um, I don't think they sit anybody. I mean, it is early in the no. year. We could potentially see someone sit. And you, you obviously you adjust to that. I I feel like Milwaukee is appropriately priced across the board, and I'm yep. having a tough time playing anybody from this team. Yep, I'm with you. Um, same scenario for me here. Uh, definitely going to avoid Milwaukee. Although I will say. Look for a bounce back game here. These guys are at home. I don't think they get blown out today. <laughs> hey, they were at home on Sunday too, but we won't say that to anybody. All right, Utah at Denver, two thirty one total. Denver seven and a half point favorite. They are on a back to back. No injury news to report here for uh, Utah on the Denver side. I don't think anybody sits. They they don't typically rest anybody on a back to back, but we'll see. They played the early game too, right? And they blew out the yeah. Thunder. So they played it like a 3.30 game. So they just had like a practice game against the Thunder on Sunday. So um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> what are your thoughts here on Utah? Um, I mean, so the first thing is we're seeing THT get minutes. Um, you know, didn't play as many against Phoenix. Not worried about that before that. So he's, he's probably okay. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it, you know, but it looks like these minutes are going to be up and down for some of these other guys like Clarkson. His minutes are stable, I think, as long as the game is close. So I don't hate it for him. 
Uh, I really wish Walker Kessler uh, would get 30 minutes, Stevie, but they seem to be okay with just fusing him and Kelly Olenek into this weird role. And so it's just awful because we're not getting the upside. John Collins is probably the guy for me where he's getting, you know, mid-30s, I think, night to night. And I think he's he's got – He's got enough upside to get us 35 at that price, and, and I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think Utah is a really interesting team overall. Um, don't mind the Collins call. I feel like we're going to see like games from Collins Sexton at times um, as well. Yeah. Where he's going to have some good games. But I, I think like my, my favorite play from this team, like, I think I'm just would chase like the overall like ceiling of like Clarkson in this spot and like hope that like marketing has like that struggle type of game. And like, we see a big game from a guy like Clarkson. Um, I think that's how I would approach Utah here, but I yeah. mean, going to the Denver side, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is always someone I like to take shots on. I know he hasn't really had like that big game yet this season. I think that it's just waiting to happen. You could always play Jokic. I think like Jokic, you are trying to predict like the games that are going to stay super close and competitive. I don't know if I'd necessarily put this game in that category, but this is going to be one of the highest scoring games on the slate. This game is going to feature a lot of scoring just in general. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Denver side? Yeah, I don't, I don't hate Jokic. I mean, he's 11-8. Um, the, the, the altitude shouldn't affect Utah as much as it affects other people, so I'm, uh, just because of where they're, where they're located as well. So I, I think they should be okay. Um, and I'm, I'm bringing that up because I feel like as long as they can hit some shots this game, it, it should keep them slightly competitive. So – um, I don't, I, I don't hate that. I know Christian Braun is picking up minutes, Stevie. Um, I wish it was twenty-five. It's more in the in the twenty range. So I'm not, I'm not thrilled about playing him at that price. Um, all in all, it's just the main guys for me. I, I almost don't feel like we have to play this game. This game feels like a weird one to me, um, because I, I don't like any cheap pieces really from Denver, even though, um, our good friend KCP is. is playing big time stars minutes i will say too we always talk about like how the denver back-to-back is the hardest back-to-back in the nba and they did play in, in okc on sunday so like it is technically a back-to-back going into denver and that it's just it's it's the hardest back-to-back in the nba um yeah with the altitude and everything it's just, all right, finish it out with my Magic in LA taking on the Lakers. They're on a back-to-back. I think this is where we potentially get the most news on the slate. Um, and I could be wrong, but we'll see. 221 and a half total. Lakers a four-point favorite. Orlando, good to go. No injury report here. Um, we know on the Lakers side that Vanderbilt, it sounds like at least another two weeks before he's going to be back. Um, and we'll talk about the Lakers being on a back-to-back here in a minute. Orlando Magic, very young team. Um, I mean, it's a rebuilding team that has a lot of young talent. The usage is very, very spread out. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Orlando Magic? Yeah, um, I think 
like you said, young team. I, I'm going to keep playing Cole Anthony at these cheap prices, though, until yep. until it catches up. Like his, his usage off the bench has been nice, uh, taking a taking a lot of shots so far. So uh, I like him a ton. Um, I don't I don't hate um, I don't hate Paulo Bencaro. But at 7,900, I mean, it's probably a little bit expensive for what we may see from him with this team being full strength. Wendell Carter at 5,900, even though the minutes haven't been there, still feels a little cheap to me, Stevie. Like, this is a guy that we know can put up 35-40 in limited time. Uh, so at 4,300, excuse me, not 4,300, 5,900, uh, I, I, like I like him a ton. The Magic have already shown um, that they have no problem closing with Cole Anthony over Fultz. Um, yeah. So he's been playing well too. Yeah. So his far. his usage off the bench is phenomenal because like so the second unit for the Orlando Magic right now is Mo Wagner, Jonathan Isaac, Gary Harris, and Joe Ingles. Dude, the, the score has to be Cole Anthony right now off the bench. So you're getting that huge usage rate off the bench for Cole Anthony. And they're already like showing us that they're willing to finish with him. So um, Mo Wagner had a really good game the other night against Portland. I don't think that's something we should expect on a nightly basis. I think that Wendell Carter Jr. gets the run most nights, but they couldn't take him out of the game. Um, they, he was just playing. They, God, they were just playing so well um, in that game. So, uh, really interesting to kind of follow the usage for the Magic throughout the season, but I think I think right now Cole Anthony and Franz Wagner would be my two favorite plays from the Magic. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the Lakers. Will early in the season are we expecting Anthony Davis and LeBron to play on a back to back? Is my first question. Um, if they were to sit, the slate just goes bonkers here. Like we Christian oh, Wood would be one of my favorite plays on the slate. Reeves would be one of my favorite plays on the slate. If they play, I have some slight interest here in Anthony Davis. I think it's a good spot for him overall. Um, I also I don't mind, you know, potentially taking some shots on it on a guy like Reeves or Russell, but I, I really want to see like these guys sit for me to have a ton of interest here. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Anthony Davis is going to sit, and I actually don't think LeBron is going to sit, but I feel like he's most likely to sit considering, man, his elder statesmanship, not just on this team, but in the league and just miles on the body in general. Um, but I, I definitely think Anthony Davis plays here, and I, I think he's a great player. Anthony Davis has been another guy, Stevie, that I've been targeting, you know, right out of the gate just in terms of uh, what I feel like his upside is in these types of matchups. And while Denver, we didn't really see it, you know, the one positive I took away from that game, while everybody was saying he didn't score any points in the first, in the second half, I said, well, he scored 17 in the first half, though. So, like, if you, if you just look at that positively, like, and then the next game he goes up 30-12-2. Uh, so I, I like Anthony Davis. I think this is a good, a really good spot for him. Um, you know, LeBron, really? I think. Really quick, Will. I don't want to interrupt you, but they sure, did go sure. on Sunday night. They went into overtime against the Kings. Anthony Davis played 42 minutes. LeBron played 39 minutes. Russell played 41 minutes. And Prince played 41 minutes. Like LeBron could sit. <laughs> I, I I think they yeah, I think they could sit LeBron Davis and maybe Prince. 
here. Like Torian Prince isn't no spring chicken either. Um, <laughs> He's younger than some of these guys, though. Yeah. But, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I look at this spot okay. and all I can think is like, we're not going to get this news early enough. Here's, here's what I think. People. Here's what I think. Maybe they don't sit them, but maybe LeBron. This is okay. Let me say this, Stevie. LeBron is certainly going to play. If he plays, just start hammering unders. Let me tell you why. LeBron will certainly play 26 to 28 minutes in this game. He will not go over 30 minutes, I don't think, if he if he suits up. If not him playing those big minutes the night prior. And yes, this the organization is still all about winning, Stevie. Don't get me wrong. It's too early in the season, though. Right. After coming off of a 39-minute uh a game, I don't see LeBron going past 30 minutes in this spot. I, I think 28. He might top out at 26 if we're not careful. Uh I I will be on LeBron unders tomorrow for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, I like that call. Um, you know, get him, get him as soon as they're up, and yeah. you hope that you hope that he plays. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Please. I mean, listen, this is one of those scenarios you're just going to have to kind of pay attention to. Um, I really think the guy that benefits the most and who benefited the most last year was Austin Reeves, and I think that yeah. he could potentially be a really really strong play depending on news and like this is the standalone like 10 30 game uh the denver game's at nine o'clock so uh pay attention to the news throughout the day here watch that injury report when we get it around 1 30 all right well let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here my mouse has one percent battery left and it is it's holding on for us here so um hey if it dies i'm just not going to be able to end the stream so everybody's just going to have to hang out with us but Hey, are you subscribed? If you haven't already subscribed, we hit 800 subscribers. Thank you. We're trying to get to 1,000 before the end of the year. Um, we are getting into November. I know it's it's a long shot, but hey, we appreciate it. If you en- enjoy the content and you appreciate it being free five days a week, help me out. Go over to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button. All right, Morning Grind game, DraftKings pricing. Favorite play under 5K to 7X. Who do you got? Uh, we got some options here today, Stevie. Um, give me – we might end up on the same guy, and that's okay. I don't think we are. Give me Colin Sexton against Denver. You didn't take my guy. I had already written down my guy. I got Finney Smith. Um. Just love love the spot for Finney Smith today. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust today? I think we got a lot of options. I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. You don't think he's going to have the narrative of like Lillard not coming to Miami? And uh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I take that back, Stevie. I'm, I'm switching. Give me LeBron James at 9100. All right, I'll X that out here and write the Sorry. Line. No, you're good. The minutes are going to be low, I think. You're, you're fine. I'm going to go against Giannis today. I feel like 11K, he could easily, easily get there. Five, 55 for him. Um, but 
we have seen his usage dump or dip a little bit here with Lillard. Um, so uh, I'm going to take Giannis. If LeBron gets ruled out, I'm, I'm leaving Butler in there. Uh, favorite 6X play. Who do you got? Give me Malcolm Brogdon, based in Toronto. Oh, I like that one. I listen, everyone in chat already knows. Everyone in chat already knows. They know from was it Friday's podcast? Give me Jalen uh Duran. Just uh, he's too cheap. Too cheap. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Uh give me. Give me Trey Young. Oh, Will's hoping to pay up to get contrarian today. You love it. Love it. Um, I am going to go way off the board today and go D-Rose and just hope like that it. we get like 22-minute game. His usage is just it's bonkers right now. So um, last question, as always, we go to the Pick'em or Props. There's not a ton of props out yet on sports books, but we do have some pick and plays um, here for the slates. Uh, Will, anything jumping off the board to you here for pick them? Um, give me. Oh, yeah. Give me DeMar DeRozan more than 20 and a half points. That, that's. That, that's too low. A face in Indiana. This team hasn't been good to start the season, but that, that's too low. All right. More than 20 and a half. We'll make it a two for two. I'm going to go Jalen Duren over 27 and a half points and rebounds. You can get this on sports books and you can get it on prize picks for more than 27 and a half points and rebounds. I think he's going to keep smashing. And um, I just feel like he right now is like that undervalued like early play of the year um we'll see how it kind of continues to play out but i just think that you know he has the upside so that's gonna wrap it up here for monday's episode it is actually monday on the east coast now hope everyone has a fantastic monday we'll be back tomorrow talking hoops good luck everyone we'll see you then